All right, what's going on? Welcome back to the Look Mum, I'm Hustling podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Sarah has her big glass of AJ, I guess you would call it apple juice. I've never heard anyone call apple juice AJ, to be <laughs> it's honest. It's technically what it is. Yeah, it is. OJ seems so much more normal. But yeah, I feel like a big kid with my apple juice. I'm just craving it today. You like your cloudy or you like your clear? What's uh, the difference? They just, I guess, leave... Pulp? Apple pulp? No, it's not pulp. I guess it's like the type of apple that they juice. Yeah, potentially. They probably like... Well, like a green apple versus like a pink lady or something right, like that. Out. I've got my GB, my ginger beer, very sugared up. Usually we're caffeinated up. Usually caffeinated. we're recording this one a little bit later, so. Already coffeed out, I think. Already coffeed <laughs> out, but sugared up. So it's probably going to be just as much slurring as ever. Probably, but hey, it's what we're good at. That's what we're good at. <laughs> trying to stay humble, trying to stay relevant and stay sugared up. And we have technical issues instantly, which is awesome. fun. Um, got a few interesting topics to talk on today. Kind of been in the world of um, looking at celebrities and what they've been up to this week. You've been looking at, I think, did you say Beyonce? Not Beyonce, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, so a celebrity. Yeah, well, yeah, of course she is a celebrity. She's one of those ones that's always really controversial. You have people that love her and hate her. Like she has done a whole bunch for like social media. She's and- a lawyer. Is she? I think she has a law degree, yeah. I think so. Um, but yeah, she's like a pretty boss entrepreneur when you think about it at the end of the day and really, really good at marketing. So She's very good at marketing. Yeah, super good at marketing. So I've just got like a, she did a speech at uh, Boston, Harvard? Harvard, she Boston. A, a what at Boston, Harvard? A but speech? A speech at uh, the Harvard Business School. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I'll look into that. Yeah, go into that a little bit later. Um, and then the Oscars got announced this week. Which is pretty interesting. Is this the one where Will Smith slapped? Was that twelve months ago? Yeah, it was in March last year. Why do they? Why is it not on the same month? No, so they, they got announced, and then oh, they've got like all the nominees. Yeah, so okay. all the nominees got announced, and then they're just doing as, it every ten months now. It's yeah, a bit strange. No, they have to do it like leading up because that way they want to create some buzz and be like, oh, this person should have voted, or this person. Well, let's should have, have got a look voted. at that because we did do an episode a couple of weeks ago about the. I was going to say, what did I get adult film industry from? We haven't talked I about pornos yet, just yet. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, indie films yes. and how some of the ones that were coming out are going to be like apparently critically acclaimed and mm-hmm. like have some really good uh, directors and stuff that have put them together, but you haven't really heard of them yet. Like they're kind of underground, but yeah. I have seen a couple of the nominations and some of them are on there. Mm-hmm. So whether or not they just haven't been like widely spread or like, in the media and stuff, because you yeah. only hear about the big blockbusters, right? No, of course. And because we had like COVID and everything, a lot of them didn't get their cinema time and all that kind of right. thing, like we did reference in that episode. But the Razzies also got announced as well, which is like the polar opposite to the Oscars, so like the worst is of the, the wor- movie industry. TV as well? Or that's Yeah, they do a little bit of TV okay. as well, which is pretty interesting. And I'm just like, there's some crossovers that they're, it got a you know, nominated for the Razzies, but also for the Oscars. And like, is it good or not good? Is it cinemas only or does it include streaming like Netflix Exclusive stuff. I think that's what they have to sort of do now, right? Should we because, just get into this right now? Yeah, while might we're as on well. Like we're just talking yeah. it. Let me. Uh, <laughs> send so you. Otherwise, it's a very long introduction to a later segment. A hundred percent. So Oscars and Razzies. Let's yeah. see um, how many movies because we haven't been to the cinemas too much, but we do occasionally pay the old YouTube mm-hmm. one-off payment to to watch a movie. So let's see we what uh, what movies we've actually bothered to watch that are in this list. High caliber. Yeah. Did you get the link I sent you? I've got it, yeah. Oh, I love technology. Makes it so When it much works, it's kind yeah, of good. 100%. Other- otherwise, it's a burden. Okay. The biggest snubs at the Ocas. Ocas. Sorry, Oscars. Oscars. Maybe we could just do an Australian version. Oh, the Ocas. The Ocas. Yeah, the Ocar Award. Ocar Award. <laughs> Who would be the biggest Ocar Award? 
Alan Jones. No. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Someone that people actually care about. Chris Hemsworth? Hemsworth is a bit of an ocker. Yeah. We um, don't really watch normal TV, so it's hard to say, like, who's in the realm. I know. Like, who's even on Home and Away and Neighbours? Is it so no, Hemsworth. Yeah. And then who's Ocker. the Wolf Waffle? Oh my gosh, slurring definitely. So the Wolf of Wall Street lady that's also in Birds Margot of Prey. Robbie, yeah. she's even Ocker. She was on. I used to be obsessed with her, but she was on Neighbours. She played like this young emo, kind of troubled teenager character, and now she's like that. She's right there, like the hottest chick in uh, showbiz right well, now. She's very talented too. She's talented. Yeah, there was that. I think everybody knows, but the first. Um, Jim Jeffrey's a big, big Ocker award. He's, yeah. a big, he's a big bit of an Ocker. Yeah, but like in the Suicide Squad, like the elevator scene that she did, she did it like with all without wires. So she like trained like gymnastics and Jim. all that like parkour. <laughs> kind of parkour. <laughs> Margo parkour Robbie, as they do call her. Yes. All right, do you want to read this one or do you want me to rip into it? So I'm pretty sure like I got this list because this was more about like the snubs and stuff that like didn't get nominated. Do you want like the Is there a official? list or are we just going to read the entire document? I hope you guys are list here. Oh, awesome. So I don't want, I'm not going to read the entire document. No. Um. So let's rip into it. The Best Picture Award. So All Quiet on the Western Front. I started watching this on Netflix about a fortnight ago. It is in... It's World War One from the German perspective. Oh, is that where like that dude ended up running off with that girl, so and then we like turned it off? So. And then just get blown up in just bombs and That's war. Right. Yeah. Classic war movie. It's it looks like the cinematography in that is incredible, mm-hmm. but it's like you got to read subtitles the entire time. But like every scene is framed so meticulously. Gotcha. Um, everything's like centered, like it's perfectly a beautifully centered. Shot. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful cinematography. Lovely. Avatar: Way of Water. I've We've seen that. We even did an episode that. on that. Did a whole episode on that. You can refer to episode Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> of In Inesh Inesharin. It's a. I haven't. Apparently, it's really good. It's. Um, Is this another Netflix one? No. Uh, it's a it's in the cinemas. It's an Irish movie. You know how they have. Uh, these main Irish actors. We watched that one not long ago, like in Bruges type of actors. Oh, the gotcha. Same, it's, here we go. Oh, Colin Farrell, that Brendan Gleeson like guy. Both are literally in Bruges. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, is this like the second one to it? I don't think so. Okay. It's on a re- remote island of Ireland. Don't know what the actual um, story arc is. That's supposed to be really good. Okay. I wouldn't mind watching that one. I did really like in Bruges. Oh, we've got date night two hours away. We could squeeze it in. <laughs> we could. Elvis supposed to be good. Haven't. Did we see that? No, we haven't seen Elvis and there's like controversy around Austin Butler still having like that Elvis accent and everything. He's in like the media and stuff at the moment because he didn't like thank his previous girlfriend to like force, not forced him, but like said, hey, babe, you should play Elvis. Well, I actually seen about a, a, everything's a fortnight ago in my brain for some reason. <laughs> uh, I came across like a YouTube in my YouTube home feed. I think it's called Actors Roundtable. And they get a bunch of... Oh, I love that YouTube series. It's really interesting. Yeah, there's a new one that yeah. has... Well, it has Colin Farrell in it. Mm-hmm. Um, if we just touched on this one here. Austin Ooh, Butler, Brendan Fraser. Okay, I know what I'm watching later. And um, Adam Sandler as well. Oh, that's mad. But yeah, he, I didn't know much about that Austin Butler guy, but he has like that really dark, sooty voice. Yeah, know? so that's like because he did a lot of voice coaching and stuff for it. Like he, he's kept that voice he on. He did mention his girlfriend in that in, in that. Interview though. Did he mention it was Vanessa Hudgens? I didn't say that. No. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the Fablemans is one of these ones that I was in the document on oh, the document. The article we touched on a couple of weeks ago about the art house films. This is, I believe, it is about making film. It's by Steven Spielberg. 
Right. Uh, Michelle Williams. I think it's about them making movies in a movie or something. Gotcha. It's kind of boring, to be honest. Is that those, one of those ones that it got like heaps of buzz but actually wasn't that good? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tar, or it could be Tur. I don't know how it's pronounced. Psychological drama with Kate Blanchett. I think she is a symphony, something to do with music. Renowned musician Lydia Tar is days away from recording her symphony, um, and it's like really dramatic. It reminded me of like Whiplash. Oh, okay. From, from the trailer, at least. Yep. Uh, Top Gun Maver- Maverick. Maverick. Uh, yeah, that was in the cinemas for like five thousand years. That was. See, so yeah, this is where it gets controversial, right? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't mind it. But they squeezed every last drop of, like, nostalgia and top gunniness into oh, that. Oh, without a doubt. And, like, the aerial effects, not the aerial effects, but, like, the aerial um, tricks and stuff that they did as well, 100%, they, like, There's knew exactly. the cockpits, right? Yeah, they knew exactly who their audience was and they played it to a T. So very, very smart. The people that, that love it, like, love it. I've oh, watched yeah. it multiple times. 100%. Um, so I think uh, probably Top Gun's going to win over Avatar, I feel. Obviously, Avatar's now done more in box office revenue, but I feel like Top Gun's just the Americanism of it all, the Americana. The, pa- the patriotism, <clears throat> right? And it's Tri- Tom Cruise, right? Triangle of Sadness, haven't heard of it. No. Bunch of unknown actor Woody Harrelson, I guess, probably the fifth character in the list. Mm-hmm. Um, Cruise ship. And w- women talking. I mean, we don't know. There's enough of that going on. <laughs> I don't uh, even know what that one is. We'll have a look at it. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the worst title for a movie, Women Talking. Women Talking? What what kind of genre is it? Oh, it's got a lot of women in it, so that's something. There's one guy. Yeah. Props to him. <laughs> women in an isolated religious colony struggle to reconcile with their faith after a series of sexual assaults. Oh, that's that, sounds like, oh, that sounds like a horrible. De- horrible film. Not like horrible not, as in not, badly just done, horrible, but just like, like a like concept, terrible like story. story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, there's no real reason to dig into like best directing and best no, actor. No, but like the best actors is always really interesting, especially if. Like the film wasn't nominated for best film, and like apparently people are heaps upset that Tom Cruise didn't get nominated for Top Gun because it was in there. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's an easy one though. But like, my oh, he would be an interesting one. Who's your pick to win best actor out of these five? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've only I've seen zero of these movies. I know, so same. I'm just picking based on like their previous body of work. I'm gonna say Brendan Fraser. Yeah, but. That's just because he was the mummy. The mummy and Encino Man. That Air, was like pretty airheads was a bit was a better role. No, Encino Man was so good. Uh, there was something on uh, Free to Wear the other day when I was walking past where he's like grew up in like a bomb shelter or something. Oh, the back um, but ba- back some blast from the past. Yeah, blast from the past. That's it. I used to love that movie as well. Like the dad was um Christopher Walken and he used to yes. drink warm Dr Pepper. Here it is. Here. Yeah. That's such a fun movie. Should we just start playing trailers? There's no point in playing a trailer, but we need to start no. playing videos on this screen here. Yep. For those that are just listening, we are just going through the list of uh, best actors. Yes. Yeah, so if you want to see, you want to see the um, visual, our mm-hmm. face and the screen. Feel free to jump onto YouTube or Spotify. Spotify, where you can watch the visual component of mm-hmm. this podcast. Yes. Blast from the past. Yeah. It's just one of those good daytime movies, one o'clock. It is. What's this on for? Yeah, always a lot of fun. Um, And there's, like, with the, obviously you have best actors and best actresses. Oh, yeah, Kate Blanchett, Michelle Williams. For that one, I'm going to clearly say everything, everything. Everything, everywhere, all at once, Michelle Yeoh. Because that got a lot of buzz. That was a hectic movie. I don't want to watch it, like, four more times. Yeah. And my nickname for you at the moment is everything all at once, so, you know. Is it? Yeah. I have not heard. Is it behind closed doors then? Because I have not heard it. No, because you always want to do everything all at once. 
Can we shorten that? Everything all at once. Hey, eat. Yo, yo, yo. You just call me yo, like Michelle Yo. Oh. That worked. But, you know, it would be awesome if she won. She got one for Crouching Tiger, right? I think. Potentially. You you expect me to know, like, the winners from previous years. I don't know. I used to be the movie person. All right, let's move on to Razzies. Was it Razzies? Razzies? Razzies. 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 Um, Yeah, and, like, apparently, like, with the Oscars as well, there's a little bit of controversy because last, they always try to get it under, like, three to four hours or, like, under three hours. And apparently last year they um, didn't televise all the awards. So just, like, the best, like, um, I think it was, like, editing and all those kind of, you know, all the other stuff that goes into making a movie, they didn't televise that. So they sort of almost created this divide between like B grade and like A grade awards. Mm. And they were like, why would you do that? These people put just as much effort into these films as like the main actors and the directors and stuff do. So there's always like this, like what's more important to film for the award ceremony? And then is it actually worth it to film? Is it just like a whole bunch of you know, show gotcha. dancing and showboating and things like that because you have to bid and put money in to, like, get you into the Oscars in the first place. Like, it costs money to, like, get nominated. It's all just a, a big old scam to get people in suit and ties. It's like the Olympics. You have to, like, bid to, like, be part of it. All right. So, f- is this from this year? Um, is. Razzie's 43rd. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Morbius is in it and then you've got Blonde and stuff. So, Blonde- You've read this already, this article already? Um, I feel not this, from, I feel this is from the previous year. Not this particular article. Um, I've got a different article if you want that one. If you've got the whole list, then yeah, send it through. I'm pretty sure it's a whole list. Oh, I here mean, we go. No, it was four days ago, Blonde. Okay. You want did we watch that? that? We did watch that. We did watch it. That was like the 10-hour movie that we watched, and it was like a ridiculous... It wasn't 10 hours. No, it was like three hours. With... A- um, Everyone's related to Tom Cruise. You know how they do like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon? I feel mm-hmm. like Tom Cruise is a shorter amount of degrees to every actor, actress. Blonde had that female that was in... Was Mission it, Impossible? Was, I think so. Oh, she was a Bond chick as well, she was I in think. Everything. Um, but yeah, apparently, like, well, the, everyone didn't really like the Blonde movie. One, because like the death scene was like heaps controversial and it was just like really blown out. Like, I thought her acting was pretty decent, um, but she was just like crying. Like, 50% of the movie. So, that's a bit weird. Not memorable. Yeah. Well, at least in a good good regard anyway. And I didn't know there was a live action Disney Pinocchio as well. That's the, yeah. The, Wait. Tom Hanks was oh, in that one. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. there's another one now, the Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. That's like a dark version. I think so, yeah. But I there's think too it's- too many goddamn movies. I know. Tom Hanks, um, Disney Pinocchio, I think that's the reason why um, that got, because he's played, um, oh, who's Pinocchio's dad? Giuseppe? 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 I don't know. (laughs) All I remember from, like, the original Pinocchio movie is, like, them turning into donkeys, and that was horrifying. Don't remember that. Yeah, all these, they shipped all these, like, orphan kids into this theme park area, gave them, like, beer and drinks or whatever it was, and then they ended up all turning into donkeys, and then they were, like, using the donkeys for labor, I think. It's pretty Uh, messed up. I I was kind of turned off. this is Disney, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was turning up Disney when I watched Fantasia and the dancing broom scene. It's oh, that's pretty horrifying as feed, well. Feed me f- from uh, animations. Uh, Next animations? up is Good Morning. This is like some stone. Is that film. Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah. What? Me- Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly's. Good Morning. Is it like based on a true story or something? <sighs> I don't think so. This is my impersonation of Draco Malfoy looking for drugs. Where's the pot, Potter? 
Anyone know the number to 911? He's trying to be like... Like Game of Thrones or something. I'm trying to get on. Like Pete Davidson or something? No, he's, oh, kind of. But it seems like he's trying to be like Jim Carrey or something. He's always been such a quite a large personality in general. All right, that's, that sounds that looks horrible. King's daughter. Uh, anything with like the word king and like it's just <laughs> troublesome to begin with. Yeah, well, it's the Razzies for a reason. Princess Bride. I'm pretty a lot of hate for that. Excuse me, Princess Bride is an OG. It's a fan favorite. Sounds like the same. It's just a sounds the same to me. I, I still want to watch Morbius. No, it's got Jared Leto in it. Yeah, but it doesn't. <laughs> probably going to be terrible. Well, it is terrible because it got nominated for a Razzie, but still. It's like The Rock here. The Rock, Black Adam, just because it has The Rock in it. Well, isn't that get a lot of has... hate as well? The Rock? Yeah. Well, not The Rock, Black Adam. Well, like, he keeps saying that like, it's doing really, really well, but it's not. He's just like essentially lying and not making up numbers, but like pretending like it's doing well, but it clearly isn't based on if you look, if you have any knowledge of how like film data and box office mm-hmm. data works. But there's so many, like, good people in Morbius, though. Anyway. Worst so, actors? Are these, these are just boring to go through because they're shit movies to begin with. But it's just, like, is there any that... It's just interesting correlations, so... Okay. So, Tom Hanks, Elvis. Yeah. So, his role in that movie, no good, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Like, he played, yeah, Elvis's manager, so... So, you're looking for correlations. Interesting. I'll see what you're doing here. Yeah, to see... If there's like anything Worst that's- remake, rip-off sequel, Jurassic Park Dominion. We were close to watching that on Netflix. Didn't happen. I think we started watching it and I think we missed one in the middle because I had no idea what was going on. I was like, well, who's this young girl from? Here's interesting. Worst actress, Bryce Dallas Howard, Jurassic Park. Ron Howard's daughter. Oh, Redhead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Diane Keaton. I think she's a good actress. There's heaps of good actress, like Sylvester Stallone, you know. Samaritan. All right. Well, this is a boring segment, Sarah. Excuse me. Razzies. It's actually, what's it stand for? The Raspberry Awards. Raspberry. Oh, like, you know, when you blow the... That's, 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 that's a raspberry, right? Like, it means it's bad. Golden Raspberries. It's a parody award. Let's have a look at the history here. Yeah, because why would it, it would have started because someone, I don't know. Someone thought they made a good movie mm-hmm. or that someone knew they made a shit movie mm-hmm. and they were like, I want to get acknowledged for making this shit movie. Yeah. So the Golden Raspberry Awards is a parody award show honoring the worst of cinematic underachievers achievements. Co-founded by UCLA film grads and film industry veterans John W W that says J John J B Wilson <laughs> and Mo Murphy. Satirical annual ceremony has preceded its opposite, the Academy Awards. The term raspberry is used in its irrelevant sense, as in blowing a raspberry. You're oh, you're. You're really uh, you're super clued in with these things. That's what a raspberry is. Haven't you ever heard it being called a raspberry it before? Been, it could have just been like a stepped on a raspberry and they don't huh? look very good when they're stepped on. Well, I don't know. That didn't make sense to me. Just blowing a raspberry made sense. <clears throat> Interesting. When did it? When did the Razzie start? In, uh, 81, 41 okay. years ago. What was like the first sort of movies in the Razzies? So do you want to go? Let's go Can worst picture 1980 to yeah. present. Let's see what really. Should we pick one of these to watch tonight? Ooh, what really spawned it on? So Xanadu. <laughs> the ones in yellow here are highlighted are the losers. Yep. Have you seen Can't Stop the Music? Can't Stop Where did you grow up? Kansas. Can't Stop the Music. you you grew up in bloody Australia, mate. It's can't. Can't 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 <laughs> can't, st- can't can't oh yeah, can't stop the music. Can't. I definitely can't. By the group YMCA. Sounds horrible. You have, have you not seen that movie? No. You know, the YMCA. 
that's out of a movie? Yeah, it's like Can't Stop the Music is from, like the village people. It's the I village think people. I have seen this movie. Yeah, and there's like a murder and stuff. I feel like I'm going to get mixed up with what's that police detective? Not police police show? academy. Police academy. Yeah, it's like similar sort of vibe. I think they dressed up as the these as the village people in police academy. I think I'm, so. I'm getting com- yeah. two movies, com- two bad movies conflated. Cruising. Never heard of it. Right let's, let's not go through everyone because we're going to be here until 8 p.m. <laughs> let's just go through the ones that actually lost, right? 1981, Mummy Dearest. Sounds um, nope. not in our ballpark. Inchon, epic no. war film. Haven't heard of it. Nope. Lonely Lady. Nope. Wait, is that the – oh, I thought that was like the cartoon Hercules. I was like, that was a favorite. I haven't heard of any of these. Rambos, First Blood Part 2. Oh. Howard the Duck. That's a turning into like a cult, cult classic. classic, yeah. That's very, very interesting. Is that Cobra as well? Interesting. That's so like they just hate Stallone, really. Is well, that- it's, well, it's like the, I guess back in the day, like the big, you know, gun action movies, they were just like people just, there was like no storyline to them, right? There was just like a lot it's, of murder. But now that's the whole, the whole, uh, in half the industry is about action and guns mm-hmm. and stuff. And that, is that Cocktail with Tom Cruise as well? You, uh, you, you should have just have your own. Movie podcast. How do you know all these movies? Because I used to work in a store with movies. Fuck. I feel like I've seen like eight movies and they're all Adam Sandler movies. (laughs) (laughs) Star Trek uh, Final Frontier. Rude. Karate Kid number three. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Let's just do just the the yellow ones. (laughs) You've done it four times now. I know. I'm just curious. Like what else was like nominated? Again, these these people are just like. Satirical. This not none of this is like But like some of these are turned into cult classics like Roadhouse and stuff with um Dirty Dance Dude. Dirty Dancing Dude. Yeah. The d- that the, sounds like a, a really catchy Instagram. Patrick name. Swayze. That's dirty his da- name. The dirty, dirty Dancing Dude, some TikTok star. No, Patrick Swayze. Dirty Dancing Dude. Adventures of Ford Fairlane. I haven't seen that. Andrew Dice Clay. Ghost. Don't you dare read one that's not yellow right no, now. I said ghost can't do it. <laughs> Hudson Hawk, haven't no. heard of it. Shining Through, let's go to one that I've actually heard of, Showgirls. Never seen it. Have you seen it? I want to. That's a Sh- provocative striptease. Another okay. one. They're just hating on all the sexualized stuff. Postman. Postman. Kevin Costner. No, it's a post-apocalyptic one. So like, that looks cool. So like he he finds you, like, like a bag let, of let's posts. Let's stop this right now. Yeah. I'm just gonna do a hustling podcast. You just do a movie <laughs> one. Because he finds like a bag of posts and he like delivers it to people. So it's a post-apocalyptic postman. Yes. I gotta Produced watch the trailer. And for- directed by Kevin Costner. I've got to watch the trailer of this. I don't even care if it gets flagged. I feel like it's um close to like Waterworld. Right. I'm down for this. You down for post-apocalyptic? I've probably, I've probably seen it actually. Maybe. In the future, after the Great War, our civilization lies in ruin. Government does not exist. Technology has been erased. And everything man remembers. These are the horses. Who's running these horses? Out of the chaos, a lawless army will arise to pray. Yo, that actor's been around for ages. That villain guy. Yeah, he always plays villains. But to a people. No, nah, not into it. I thought it was just him by himself. But when you say post-apocalyptic, I'm thinking he's the last man alive. No. So he's where's delivering? Uh, I'm not into that one. Moving on. Alan Smithy film. Burn Hollywood Burn. Mm-mm. Wild Wild West. <gasps> oh, no. blasphemous! 
classic. Battlefield Earth. They really hate the like, kind of sci-fi ones. Freddy Got Fingered. Come, like, come on. I feel you like that it, turned into a bit of a cult classic, like with shame, teenagers and putting stuff. Putting shame on Tom Green's name. That was very much like prime, like Clerks era and all that kind of thing, like that sort of slapstick comedy. Gigi. That, was, that got horrible ratings at the yeah, time. Yeah, I remember that being horrible. Catwoman, same also, deal. Also, another really bad one. Basic Instinct 2. I feel like this is a boring segment now. <laughs> Love Guru. Love Guru. Transformers. Last Airbender. I thought that, that was pretty bad. I, the cartoon series? I kind of enjoyed mint. it. Like the cartoon series, really, really good. I don't know how it lost over Twilight. <laughs> there we go, Twilight. There you Met, go. comeback. Movie mm-hmm. 43. Uh, Fantastic Four, that Fifty was Shades of Grey, Emoji Movie. Fuck. That was a movie? Cats, Diana the Musical. Okay, so. Interesting. Let's okay. move on from Razzies. Yeah. Because I'm all razzed up. You're all razzed I'm ready, up? I'm ready to blow a raspberry at your topic. No, it was, it was fine. It's, <laughs> it's, it's good to know not to watch those movies. So next time I'm scrolling through Netflix yeah. and like any of those names, those videos come up. Because they always make the trailers look way more interesting than the movie actually is. Oh, 100%. And it's like, there are so many movies to choose from, right? And it's like one of those things, like, what do you spend your time watching? Same as books and everything. So you have this, you, even you said you have this thing of like, you don't read a book unless if it has like numerous reviews on Amazon or places like that. So I guess <laughs> it helps narrow it down to not watch those, even though we have watched some of those movies in a Razzie's like Blonde. Because they get like a bit of hype to begin with, yep. but eventually it's just, yeah, just wasting your time. Well, yeah, I, I use like Amazon reviews to gauge if it's going to be a good book and also Goodreads as well because mm-hmm. it's more, you can put it together like playlists and you can review multiple, multiple books. So rather than just going into like the one book you want and looking at the reviews on Amazon, you can look at someone's account and see what they read and stuff. So I actually remembered I've been seeing this a lot lately on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's like a video version, letterboxed. Is a social platform for sharing your taste in film. So maybe we, we can start one of these. And I guess you just watch what you want. It's the same thing as like Goodreads, but for movies, I guess. Oh, that's cool. So you can give your review and then I guess you can have your social media following. See what you're into and whatnot. That is very interesting because we, we struggle. Like even we talked about it, we don't know what to watch for date night, right? So we should just probably log into here and... F- look like what's the most popular movie at the moment or what's getting good reviews. That way, you know, at least we're in for a good time. Yeah. And the thing is with movie reviews and book reviews as well, like mm-hmm. usually you're like listening to one particular person and their point of view and their reference and what they think is cool. And then the next thing you're doing is from someone else. So you never really get like, this person knows exactly what I want to watch. You're not really getting targeted. You're getting just a bit of information from everybody. Mm-hmm. Pardon me, GB coming up. <laughs> as opposed to being like, oh, my mate Jeff, he always picks the best movies other than going Jeff, Sally, George, Samson, mm-hmm. Gregorick. Gregorick. <laughs> Is that a name? I think so. Gregorick. Like Gre- Roderick, Gregorick. Frederick and Frederick, Greg, Greg had a baby. Gregorick. Male baby. Yeah. <laughs> Gregorick. But yeah, no, it's like it. Makes sense to like look at the reviews and stuff so you just don't waste your time. So pretty much don't watch anything that's on the Razzies and watch everything that's on Oscars. We should make a Look Mum one right Ooh. now. Look Mum recommends. Look, go if you're into Letterboxd, follow us at letterboxd.com slash lookmum. Potentially we'll have one up by the time that you look through this. Potentially. Yeah. Make a little note for myself. All right. So we touched on movies. We did. Yes. Are we going to get into the Kim Kardashian movie? Oh, no. Speaking of, no. Nah. 
adult oh, stuff. Adult, no. <laughs> What's it? Adult it's kind marketing. of like a, a nice little like segue there. Um, no, but she was like heaps into the media, heaps into the media. She was heaps in the media this week just for doing her lecture, right? And I've never been the biggest fan of Kim Kardashian or really like followed in what she does. Well, but like before of, you any further, why not? I don't. She's like the fashion has never been my style. Just the way like. Keeping up with the Kardashians, I never really enjoyed that reality TV aspect of it either. Um, always got portrayed as being a bit of like an airhead type thing. But as like the years go on. I think that's intentional though. No, 100%. It's all intentional. So then you're always surprised by how intelligent and like in touch she is with culture. and Oh, for sure. And like being sort of doing social media now at the moment or sort of doing – like just trying to do like social media in general, it's so hard to stay relevant for so long. And for someone who's always able to be in the media, always someone who's able to be current, like it's pretty badass if you think about it at the end of the day. Like I'm just going to share the, the article where yep. Harvard should be ashamed that Kim Kardashian actually gave a speech there. She spoke for like two hours from like business to or direct business to the public, right? So talking about a company, the Skins. Skins? Skins. Skims. Yeah. All right. So Harvard should be ashamed. Kim, this is from entrepreneur.com. Mm-hmm. Harvard should be ashamed. Kim Kardashian slammed for giving a lecture at Harvard Business School. Kardashian, oh, God, pop-ups. Kardashian visited Boston on Friday with Skims co-founder Jens Greed, Gred, to talk to students about the shapewear company. Um, and it's always been a dream of her, which is really interesting. And you, like I said, you had some people that loved her doing a speech then, some people that don't because you've got – because she's so polarizing, right, because you've got the people that think she's just like an airhead who wants attention, who just wants like money and stuff at the end of the day. Yes, that might be a part of it, but also take some sort of skill to be able to do that in the first place. I think by the looks of it, she's just trying to tick a box – Maybe not a bucket list thing, but like she just wants oh, I to I think it definitely to, is on a bucket list. She just wants to say she's done it, right? Like she mm-hmm. looks pretty proud. So Kardashian visited Harvard Business School in Cambridge, Massachusetts on Friday with Skims co-founder Jens Greed to talk to, student, to talk to students about the shapewear company for nearly two hours as part of a direct-to-consumer seminar. Mm-hmm. So she's just going to like chat about how the brain's going. Like there's nothing controversial about this. No, but they're saying that why is she, of all people, chatting at a business school? Because she has a successful business. Yes, but like people saying she's only successful because of her parents Mm -hmm. and things like that. But also it does take skill to stay successful. One win doesn't mean wins forever. Mm -hmm. Just because she, you know, got famous initially from a sex tape and then reality TV show and then... Mm -hmm. Being a partner or a wife to other celebrities, yes, and having a celebrity family mm-hmm. and focused on primarily looks doesn't mean she's not successful in the business realm. No, and I mean, like, is it just a bunch of haters? I'm going to, have to pick. I'm going to, have to side with Kardashian here. Like she's she's built up enough leverage and relationships where she's partnered with smart people to like be part of this company. It's not like she just was handed a company. She's made connections with people and built something She's impressive. Networked. Yeah, and we know how hard it is networking. There's someone that says, just scroll back down. Keep going, sorry. Down or up? Yeah, sorry. Um, Which, yeah. yeah, they say that I don't get what the hate is about. It's just a bunch of jealous people. The reality is she wasn't born ultra wealthy. She created a company, leveraged her talents, yeah, exactly. and built a brand. Yeah. Well, if, if, her, if her brand was crap and it didn't sell any Skims products, 
she wouldn't be at the Harvard Business School. No, definitely not. And like I said, it takes some sort of skill to be able to just get there in the first place. Like she's worth- Her brand doubled in valuation last year after a $240 million financing round. Yeah. I'm just going to send you another link, like all her businesses ranked by success. Company's worth $3.2 billion. I was going to say, she, her personally, she's worth $1.8 billion. Sheesh. Like, and she's pretty... still getting 200k a month of Kanye. Yeah, I know. Well, that's for the kids. But so yeah. what's this, her, her top successful brands? Yeah, so she's had Kardashian Beauty, so obviously a beauty brand. Um, Dash Boutique, so that's what she opened up with her sister. Um, Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, so... Hollywood yep. emoji. Don't even know what that one is. I think she had a, just a, an app full of emojis. That's right. She did too. 250 Kim lookalike emojis. So That's it's, right. The question is, are these brands and companies still going or she just built them up, built them up and then just employed a bunch of staff and operational like CEOs or whatever to like operate it on her behalf and she just gets residual. Yeah. So there'll be some that she's not a part of anymore. <clears throat> Um, so a lot of her beauty stuff, she'd probably have someone just running the whole business, but she's very much a part of the Skims business. She's very, very active within so that particular she one. She doesn't want to have this brand anymore. KKW, Kim Kardashian, West Fragrance and Beauty. That's probably <laughs> on the back burner. Yeah, and then Skims is obviously her most profitable one at the moment. So courting company was initially valued at $500 million, a majority stake in the company to be $225 million. So the brand's value exponentially increased during the pandemic as skins quickly adapted. It introduced loungewear and comfy clothes almost immediately after quarantine orders. So I guess they're like the new age spanks. Yes. Yeah. And then they realized everyone's going to be at home. Let's create comfortable loungewear. A hundred percent. Rather than creating an entirely new brand. Yeah. So they, they kind of reached, they branched out of their initial mm-hmm. niche or target audience. Yeah. Same same audience, but different product, different line for their audience. So and it, it it's a brave like, thing to do. People, a lot of brands would just start a side affiliate company to do that. Yeah, no, it takes it takes a lot of smarts to be able to do that. To know, all right, sweet, people are going to be staying at home. Like, I know I need to launch something else. I need to do something with the brand. Um, but to be able to stay current, like she's been around for like fifteen years, right? It's a long time to be constantly current all the time. Yes. And she's like got one of the biggest um Instagram accounts as well. Like she's got one of the biggest social media followings. So it takes obviously she'd have a team around her that helps her and does that stuff for her. Mm. But how many you wouldn't even there's not an everyday celebrity that's still current, right? They go in and out. It's it's usually due to I think the reason a lot of celebrities fall off is is purely PR. They either become irrelevant with culture mm-hmm. or they do something that jeopardizes their uh, their their person their persona yeah. in the public eye. Usually with her, it's people around her that are fucking up. She's yes. like messed up once or twice, but it's always benefited her in the long run. Mm-hmm. As opposed to everyone around her. Her sisters and her sister's partners are like cheating or this and that. There's always controversy surrounding her, which gives makes her look a little bit better because she's not directly involved. And mm-hmm. then it's just the name. The, the, it's, again, it's not the surname. The surname gets repeated so frequently because there's eight so celebrities with that surname. Them. So yeah. every time someone's surname gets mentioned. Mm-hmm. The whole Kardashian. Like is yeah. the Kardashian Ships brand in itself. The, what's, yeah. the, what's the saying? All, all boats rise with the title or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So like, and yeah, and she stays relevant. That's the main thing. She hasn't mm-hmm. done anything that dramatic that's put her out of business. She's pretty consistent, which is not, you don't get that. Usually you get that with people like, you know, Grant, like these other like billionaires and stuff like Grant Cardone that does social media or you have people like Gary Vee 
like those people are consistent in their messaging. So she's quite consistent in her messaging, but just because she's female and she has a lot of emphasis on the way she looks and maybe doesn't project the best like healthy body image, she just gets a lot of hate for it. But I think at the end of the day, lover or hater, she's quite a savvy businesswoman. People stick to like the old, what got her there as opposed to what's keeping her there. Yeah. So like every, as soon as there's a hater, it's like, she did a sex tape or she's in a reality show, but instead of like what she's done in the, that's like in the last, that, that was in like the first three years of her like mm-hmm. rising celebrity, celebritydom, celebritydom. Celebritydom. Um, but imagine if you have, yeah, imagine if you have like just the best team around you, right? You're going to learn and you're going to grow within that team. So but yeah, like you're saying, it takes effort to actually stay at the level that you're at. So I'm assuming like now she knows a lot more than what she used to. She's probably like upskilled herself in that meantime. She doesn't seem like one of those people that would let everybody do everything for her. Like she, obviously you'd have cooks and, you know, all the things that does the everyday tasks and stuff for you. But I think when it comes to like decision making, she probably has a team around her that's giving her advice, but she's making the decision at the end of the day. That brings us into what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, how much did you say she was worth? What's her one point eight billion? So let's just double. Let's just confirm that. That was on <clears throat> Forbes, I think I saw. How much is she worth? Net worth. There's probably some uh, rich person list, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's have a look at. Oh, that's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> Kardashian net worth in order. Ooh. Kim Kardashian, Kardashian family net worth twenty twenty one six point six billion. Oof. So, that, yeah, she's worth. Uh, one point eight. I think Kylie might be worth the most. She's a bit more because she's a, it's product. So this is what is interesting about this next point, right? So mm-hmm. Justin Bieber has just sold his entire back catalog up until what when he started making music up until December twenty twenty one for two hundred million USD. So here in Oz, it's about two hundred eighty million. I heard, I saw the headline, but I don't know anything about it. So is there Bieber, like- whose debut single "One Time" was released in two thousand and nine, has been knocking out hits ever since, including number ones "Despacito," equity company Blackstone. Remember, it recently bought he profits made from Bieber. So then, yeah, he sold his whole back catalogue for two hundred million. So this is what's interesting. Like every single back catalogue song, or is it from everything like an up album? A, no, everything up until December twenty one, twenty twenty one, is. They get all the royalties every time. Anytime it's played or put in an ad or a TV show or anything. What did he do that for? He's cashing out. Interesting. So, like, this is before we get into that topic. Mm-hmm. Two hundred million. That's a lot compared to Kim Kardashian's one point eight billion. Not as not as. So, much. like, think about what has gone into that payout. For Justin Bieber. Yeah, like how much money there were. Like obviously he has more than just $200 million. Like he's still got other brand deals mm-hmm. and stuff. But like he's producing art. Yes. She's building businesses. Mm-hmm. What gets you richer? Building businesses gets you richer, right? So like if but even if he's the biggest one of the, like the top four artists in, for the last decade and a half. Everyone knows Bieber's name. Yeah, but it doesn't make you that much money. No. So not to, not to, to, sorry, not to say that like everything should be about money. It's just interesting. No, but for him to sell it for two hundred million, he mustn't be getting that many royalties from it. Or it- so one thing I was reading, there's a lot of artists now that are cashing out, and it's usually people. He's like one of the first ones that under like seventy right. that have cashed out. Because when you're getting to that age, you don't know if you can tour that much longer. You just want to gotcha. Cash you need out. like a nest egg to just retire on almost. So some of these acquisition deals where the people are buying out their entire catalogs, I don't know if it's going to be in this article. It's a very short one. 
um, a lot of the time the the deals are worth about three or four times what they can make annually. Oh, okay. So let's say you make a million dollars per year yes. from royalties. Mm-hmm. They'll usually try and buy out your whole thing for three or four. Right. They're kind of getting closer now where it's like at like 12. 12 years worth. Yes. Okay. Interesting. So it's like, would you wait 12 years to accumulate all that and then have to tour and do new music, new music, new music? Or it's be like, like that- are you going to be like, that whole era is done. I've done 15 years. All the songs are great. They're going to get played forever. I can still cash them out or I can get a lump sum and then focus on the next 10 years that I'm, I'm still making money. I've made my lump sum, but now I can make money on my next stuff that's coming out. Uh, he would also have like almost an excuse now that he can't play his old songs. Well, he can concerts. still play them. He can do all that. Oh, he can play them but at concerts gotta get the royalties stuff. though. Yeah, I know. But I was going to say like it would be an excuse for him to like never sing those songs again because he's like, I he would have. You'd, you'd be let down if you went to one of those shows and you didn't play it. Yeah. But he'd be making money off the concert itself. Yeah. Off merch. I don't know. Like, well, probably not merch, but just like the actual ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, he's one of the youngest at only 28. He's handing, he's one of the handful of defining artists of a streaming era that has revitalized the entire music industry. So, he's pretty much the entire last decade and a half, 15 years, he's mm-hmm. like been the, the, one of the mainstays in terms of an artist that has seen the entire generation of streaming. It'll be interesting if like in 20 or 30 years time, like he needs to buy them all back because he doesn't have any money. But what if his next 10 years are even better? That's true. Well, I mean, it is Justin Bieber. Like he's he's reinvented he's himself one, yeah. a lot of the times, and he's been like he's had more PR problems than Kim Kardashian. A hundred percent. I was going to say he's another one of those people that you either love or hate, but you know that he can sing. You know, he's actually got a musical talent. At the end of the day, like he can play guitar, he can play piano. Like he has quite a good falsetto, I think they call it, and like he's amazing with his collabs. So I could. He doesn't see- write a lot of his lyrics though. He no. gets like, there's a lot of help. So like the way the royalties would be divided up would be, it'd be a complicated structure to say the least. So does he does he alone get the two hundred mil, and then there must be other people getting more money, or does is it two hundred mil for work. the catalog? It's for the catalog, and then he would have to divvy it up between like the writers and stuff. It's interesting. Like mm. it, music is notoriously hard to even oh, if, you, if you if you yeah. write a song with a, a friend, you mm-hmm. technically it's up to you how you want to split the royalties. Yeah. You can be like, no, I wrote 60%, you wrote 40 and then you can just argue per song and mm-hmm. then like based on instruments as well. Like it can be very finicky. So it's 291 songs. Um but he has like cancelled a bunch of tours and stuff. He has um some sort of disease where his face a lot of the muscles in his face aren't working and oh, stuff. I heard about that, yeah. So he's had to postpone a bunch of times in the last couple of years. So potentially it could be a safeguard in case he can't ever perform again. And right. like before, imagine it's the same as like a a business. Like mm-hmm. once you announce like something's happening, your stock price can change dramatically. Oh, 100%. If he has to announce that like I can't tour for 10 years while I recover, mm-hmm. then his value, his music catalog value is going to drop tremendously. So he's trying to- yeah. Potentially might even just be trying to cash out now while they still can. Well, it's like the whole thing, right? Like as a singer, you need to use your whole entire like mouth to be able to to make those, I guess, those vocal sounds and those vocal movements and stuff. So if he doesn't have, if the muscles in his face aren't as strong as they used to be, he might not even be able to sing like he used to. Yeah. Because he, he hasn't really made music in a while, right? Um, I don't know. He's done like a couple of collabs and stuff. He's probably made a couple of songs last year. Yeah. What's interesting is... Because he's the youngest, I'm trying to find an article here that's, you know, 
uh, hits all the main points. Because Perth. <laughs> PerthNow.com, that's probably not going to be what I want. Because he's, like I said, like everyone else has been like in their 70s and stuff. Bob Dylan, um, Bruce Springsteen have cashed out. I think he cashed out $500 million from memory. Let's have a quick look. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, half a billion dollars he got cashed out. Whoa. Yeah. So that's a lot of money. Yeah. So, like, do you want to wait that long or do you want to cash out now? Like, imagine waiting until you're 70. Mm-hmm. Like, think about compounding an investment. Waiting until you're 70 to cash out half a billion yeah. or cashing out $200 million now before you're 30 and then letting that $200 million, or not all of it, obviously, but, like, yeah. a good chunk of it compound. You're going to end up making way more money in the long term by cashing out 100% early. you could invest it, all that kind of thing. Like, if you don't have kids or – because you know how when you have, like, these big – big artists that, you know, die and then their estate gets taken over by, like, a family member and stuff. Like, if you don't have anybody like that, yeah, I can sort of see where that could actually be heaps beneficial. The thing for the company that bought it, though, like, they're doing – they're trying to reinvent the entire music industry, which is what they've, they've been saying. Yeah, so, like, on the other side of the equation, yes, yeah, so these artists are getting money in, the sh- like, the short term to help themselves in the long run. What are these companies going to be doing with the music? Like, what, are they going to just be gonna licensing wanna, it to ads and movies and just, like, giving it out m- willy-nilly? They're going to make their money back. Yeah. And they're going to make it back by, yeah, advertisements. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be not everywhere, but, like, you're going to want to make sure that the songs are getting played enough to make your, your money back. So there's that aspect as well, but they're not going to list like there's no reason for them to like not want to have Justin Bieber playing on every radio in every country at every mm-hmm. minute. You want it played all the time to make your royalties back. Justin Bieber the musical. Whatever. Yeah. Like, you never know. But what's interesting compared to the older people, which I was saying, um, so here it says here, as his audience is still relatively young, he added, this is I guess the person from the, the company representative, mm-hmm. royalties will continue to pour in for the 60, 70 years. Right. Because he's been the one of the mainstays for the last decade and a half, mm-hmm. a lot of his fans are between, let's say, 20 and 30. Yes. Or 20 and 35 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who do your parents listen to? Yeah, it'd be like... So, like, I enjoy Justin Bieber. Dope mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. No hate at all. So, like, when you have kids, your kids are going to be listening to the... Or you're going to be listening to them. So, like, people that are in their 20s now, mm-hmm. they t- like, it's you see people walking around, they're stuck in their 70s, right? Their, their fashion and their musical sense is stuck in the best decade of their high life. Well, people still listen to the Beatles, like, as, like, a still a relevant thing. So, think about how many people... Their, their point of view is, like, we're investing now mm-hmm. because people that are listening to it now are going to listen to it... When, in 40 years from now. Gotcha. So we're not just like, we're playing a long game here. Gotcha. Yeah. They're getting royalties for 40 years. If you mm-hmm. buy Bruce Springsteen, his fans are 70. They're going to be dead in less than 20 years. So there's a shorter lifespan. Obviously, new people will pick it up and stuff. But in mm-hmm. terms of like a generation that will continue listening to it, yeah, with pretty, the Just- it's a pretty smart move. Yeah, with the Justin Bieber one, they're 100% playing the long game with that one. But again, he might just come back in two years and bring out banger after banger, three more albums that are just as popular and then- People want to listen to their old stuff as well. Yep. So think about like people just like Spotify, all that kind of thing, just all these songs playing. But I guess this comes comes back to like the main um, segue that I tried to introduce. I mean, the data here says he has 30 billion Spotify streams. Whoa. So, you know, that's a lot of streams and it's only going to go up and up and up. It's never going to slow down. No. 
unless there's some new generational talent that takes over. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, his generation is defined now. True. There's, like, for someone to come up now, they have to be 16 or 17 and capture all that younger audience. He's got, like, a whole 10, 15-year segment, like, on lockdown. But also, like, he doesn't have to, now that he's sold the back catalogue, like, he doesn't, and if he doesn't have any new music, he doesn't have to, like, be in the media or be promoting, like, that kind of thing back. to stay current. Like, so that's that what I was saying with Kim Kardashian, like, mm-hmm. what makes you more money? He could just go and start three or four businesses now and mm-hmm. turn that $200 million into yeah. $20 billion. Well, I'm pretty sure he has the clothing brand Drew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool, I Well, guess. no, like fashion, yeah, like good name, right? <laughs> but like you want something that's in every household. Yeah. That's why the Kardashian, one of the, their, um, which sister is that has the beauty line? Uh, Kylie. That's because it's how many, fem- like how many people are going to want a Justin Bieber hoodie? Mm. One in every 10,000. But like beauty products are quite large. Like You it, want something, pretty, you want to. Applies to like men and women. Like You want an iPhone, are, you want yeah. a brand in every single household. Mm-hmm. So. I think you'll be. I think you'll see him maybe step back a f- bit, founding in companies and stuff like that going Interesting. forward. Interesting. Yeah, be, I'm. I'm just curious. Well, yeah. What is one? Obviously, you probably won't tell us like what's going to happen with the money, and then yeah, what's going to happen to like I guess him and his music going forward. So that'll be interesting. Bieber. Huh. Pretty, it's a smart move. Risky, yeah. definitely a risky move. I think Justin Bieber did one not long ago, but it's nowhere near that much. Oh, just sorry, Justin Timberlake. Oh, did he sell his back catalogue as well? I think you're going to start seeing a lot of it. Um, is it? Cattle. It's so interesting that they're selling this back catalogue because you maybe they just don't want to play that long game. They just want you're cashing out before like some a new. I mean, Justin <gasps> Timberlake sells his catalogue. What if he wants sexy back? He doesn't want it anymore. No, one hundred million. You got to think about it from their perspective. They've probably burnt out from ten years of touring and media and stuff. Oh, it'll be to- a reason why Justin Timberlake's trying to act and do all those kind of things now. Like it'd be so exhausting being on tour on the road all the time. You just want to, you know, cash out while you still can, while you're still relevant, and yet before your hundred million dollar offer turns to fifty million. So, Justin Timberlake, hundred million. Let's see if there's any other ones recently. Sells back catalog. You have to be a massive, a, a, a top 40 artist to make this oh, happen. Oh, for sure. You'd have to be. You can't just be like some scumbag. There's plenty of scumbags out there. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to get fully just like Justin Bieber news, right? Because it's quite. And you've been searching it as well. Yes. The band, yes. Noel Gallagher. Noel Gallagher wonders if selling the Oasis back catalog would demotivate him. Interesting. So, yeah, I think once people see this, I mean, who else would be out there in his realm that would be able to sell it? Cause so, a lot, he sold a lot of- his for $200 million, so Dr. Dre, okay. He's going to be selling The Doors. See, Dr. Dre is more, uh, I feel like he was more influential. $250 mil. Like, did Bruce Springsteen, was it $500 mil for Bruce Springsteen? Far out. I guess he has way more back catalogue, though, if you think about it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because Bieber had 291 songs. If yeah. you're like a really good artist, no, not really good artist, but a really good songwriter and can put songs together fast, mm-hmm. 291 songs. And I think Bruce Springsteen would probably, he would have wrote thousands. a lot of his own stuff as well, right? So he probably owns a lot more of it. So maybe Justin Bieber did get 200 mil, but other people got some money as well. So Oasis. But yeah, you're, it's an interesting point to see what these companies are going to do with their songs, whether they're going to... in 
invent a whole new way of of, of trying to monetize it because what I was reading is a lot of the older artists are getting revitalized now through shorts and TikToks and stuff. Yes. Yeah, like Bee Gees is a huge one that did be through TikTok. Yeah. So, like, there's all these music execs, not even the music executives, but people that are working for these companies now that are emerging. Trying to that create- are like Trying to find stuff that they think will pop and digging through old back catalogs and trying to get them cheap. It's the same as, like, we go thrifting or whatever. We want to go and find the dirty deals, find the arbitrage, find the cheap thing to flip it for more. The, the needle in the haystack, you know, the little gold mine that's not going to, you know, cost you a whole bunch. And they've seen um, Kate Bush go crazy for Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, true. They're, they're seeing all these trends and TikTok and Reels and stuff are going to be around for a while, maybe not on the exact platform we're currently mm-hmm. using them, but that kind of type of music, use of music is going to be around for a while, just those short rapid viral things well music is always going to be such a huge part of like the human culture like it's not like music itself is not going to go any go away well, last longer than a business. like the business can make you more money mm-hmm. but most businesses don't last 100 years no but we haven't really seen 100 years of like the pop celebrity music like we've seen the beatles arise in like what the 50s 60s or whatever mm-hmm. We've only had 60 years of data to, like, look at. Yeah. Like, so, the only other option you have is, like, classical music, which is still very popular. Like, yes. it's it's pretty interesting. Like, could you imagine, like, yeah, so when was the Beatles? Like, the 50s, right? So, like, when Beatles does Beatles hit 100? first album. Like, that would be. 61. So, 61. let's say the start of six. So, it's 60 years. Yes. That's right. It's 60, yeah, 60 years. No, no, it's, it's, we're in the 20s now, so it's been. 60 years. 60 years? It's not that long. It's not that long. No, in- so like 40 more years, which is in our lifetime. That's when it's like, okay, we've got a span of 100 years of pop music. Is pop music still going to be relevant for that whole but time think about frame. how many brands start and stop before then. So like music is longer lasting than a brand. Mm-hmm. So yes, the brands can make you more money and are at a rapid, more rapid pace, yep. but you will have more longevity and legacy as being an artist. Yeah. And you'd and being those company that is buying up those music, you'd have to you'd have to actually be very smart in who it is that you're buying. So like Bruce Springsteen, he's like literally an, an American icon, right? Like yeah. he's an actual staple in their history. He could just go and say something outrageous online tomorrow and like sacrifice his entire brand. Yeah. And then you've got You go to his back catalogue and you, no one will listen to it. No, hundred percent. And then you've got, yeah, someone like Justin Bieber, who was like the biggest like child pop star sens- sensation who like just made he was like the new Beatles in a way like he made fangirls go crazy again because of him and that sort of like put a step onto you know five seconds of summer in one direction like they wouldn't have been as popular if Justin Bieber how dare you put those two in the same realm five seconds of summer really (laughs) I don't know I'm just thinking like like (laughs) young boy bands and stuff right like just having that pop music like revitalizing it so like if you're a company you'd probably have a list of people that you'd eventually want to buy music from yeah it's crazy. Mm. Super interesting. The thing is with like a boy, boy band though, you have to get everyone to agree on it. That's the beauty of being a solo artist. Yeah. It would also depend on your contract when you like join that boy band too, because you have someone like Justin Timberlake who was in in sync. Yeah. In sync. Like you see the Backstreet Boys are in sync. They're like both the same, literally. <laughs> You're throwing shade on all the boy bands today. But, I don't appreciate it. But like where are the other dudes, right? Like they're not releasing solo music. Yeah, so they would be more inclined to sell faster. Exactly. Yeah. 
Which is the which of the One Directions the most popular? These Harry Styles is probably the biggest one. Harry Styles is the biggest one. Yeah, like he's the one that got the most popular. He's the one that seems to be able to transcend that sort of One Direction sort of thing and be like a solo artist within himself. You can Google it. Who's the best-selling One Direction? But yeah, I think person. yeah, you make a good point. That the in- most interesting part of all this is how they're going to use the music going forward. Mm-hmm. Are they just going to slap it on every Coca-Cola commercial? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to try and create those TikTok sort of viral moments? How much bigger can Beaver's name get, though? He's pretty big. He's pretty damn big. Yeah, he's like he's like massive. So it's just I think I think that's probably like Bruce Springsteen makes sense because he's like he's an old dude, right? It's just really interesting what they're going to do with Justin Bieber because he's so young. So let's have a look how much two hundred million divided by two hundred ninety-one songs, right? That's essentially what it is: two hundred ninety-one mm-hmm. songs. So each song is. Is that right? 200 million divided mm-hmm. by 291. So $687,000 per song. So your your song, each song is worth a house. <laughs> yeah, one bedroom in Sydney. Like, could you just buy a whole bunch of real estate with that money? You'd, you'd, you'd buy a handful for sure. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's pretty got heaps. Yeah, it's just I, just, I just think it's such an interesting move because he's so young and he's still got like... Like you said, unless it's like something's going to happen and he's going to like retire from making music and just sort of needs some money now to like, you know, to go into his next business ventures, that sort of makes sense. But if he's still planning on releasing music, it's a, just a very interesting move. Let's see if this article brings in any more info. So I'm interested in, to know how it all um, breaks down. 2017. In 2017, he earned $80 million a year. So it's not quite as as a 12 a 12Xer, as I thought it would be. Well, 2017, he would have been like 17 or 18. Like, that's a lot for like an 18-year-old. He is 2016 and 2017 Purpose World Tour, gunned over $250, $250 million, made extra money from his uh, documentary. I actually enjoyed his documentary. I don't think I've seen it. Never Say Never. I will never say never. <laughs> he plays drums really, really, really well. Well, that's what I mean. He's that's, a talented musician. Like he can, he plays the guitar, the piano. Like he's very. When I seen him play drums, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this dude's. Oh. Fucking, <laughs> oh. Because um, you used to play drums, didn't you? I played drums in high school for about two years, mm-hmm. and it was not good. No. Played played like you it just was, played. You just I was played, in a school um, band for about. Yeah. Two years, and I just played like a Blink One Eight Two songs the whole time. No, that right? was for my Year Twelve. Oh, gotcha. Presentation. <laughs> what songs did I? Ever heard of Pomp and Circumstance? No. <laughs> Pompin. Pompin. Pompin Circumstance. Pompin. Is this what it's called? <laughs> the song. This is the only thing I remember listening, like listening. Pomp and, and Circumstance. I think it's a. It's a graduation song. Oh, I, I pl- thought it was like a punk band, and I was like, I've never heard of these guys oh, before. Pomp and Circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> I remember playing drums for this. Is there drums in this? Is there? Yeah. Is it the cymbals? Clash. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're right. I just played the one cymbal. No, I, I played. I learned to read the sheet music. I wasn't very good at it at all. I thought you like you're quite like mathematical, right? And like music is like. Can be quite mathematical. So. I was a guitarist, but a bad one. Well, mm-hmm. that's what was fun. Like, I, I wanted to make this, not wanted to, but like, there's a YouTube video I'm planning on making at some point about all my failures and mm-hmm. little hustles and stuff. So, back in the day, like, I used to play guitar, but I was never really like that good at it. But when you're, you can, with music, you can read the sheet music, right? Mm-hmm. Which has 
the I believe six lines, and you have the G clef or the C clef, mm-hmm. and the the notes, the dots determine like how long you play each note for, etc. There's also guitar tablature, so it is kind of mathematical, but Cause, it's because you have those math core bands. Yeah, you you know, <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying. I'm trying <laughs> to explain something to you. So there's a guitar tablature as well. So like the top one here, right, is music notes, like mm-hmm. cheap music. The bottom one is tab. So each line represents a string. Oh. So rather than like with these ones along here, you have to be like, oh, this is a, a C note, a G note. You have to know exactly where it falls in that line. Mm-hmm. It's kind of harder to read yeah. for me anyway. This here, this bottom one is super easy because those six lines represent each string. Gotcha. And zero, one, three is just like the numbered fret. Zero, the first fret on the guitar. Oh, that seems so much easier Heaps to learn. easier, right? Yeah. So what I used to do is this guitar or this musical software called Guitar Pro. Mm-hmm. And you could essentially go to like this bunch of guitar tablature websites. So you could just go to the guitartab.com or whatever it was at the time. Mm-hmm. Be like, I want to play Blink-182 Adam's song. Aww. And download the tab. Yeah. And then with this tab in here like this, you could go into Guitar Pro. Yeah. You could insert it at the exact beats per minute and it would play it back for you. Oh, that's cool. So what I used to do is make polyphonic ringtones doing this <laughs> so I didn't have to pay the $6. What so a this is like one of my original, yeah. was my original hustles. Right, so rather could, than like messaging the magazine and have to pay $5 well, for it. No, they didn't have all the songs you wanted back no, then. No, of course not. So you could come in and select, I want electric guitar sound. It was so... So um, metallic-y and weird sounding, mm-hmm. but you just put in like I want to like you just enter it one by one by one, read the tab, insert mm-hmm. it all, and then you could download it as a polyphonic ringtone, upload it to your Nokia phone. So smart. And then you said I sold a couple. It wasn't that many, but I could have made like a bit of money off that because poly- yeah. like you pay one from like Crazy Frog music mm-hmm. for, like six dollars at the time, right? Yeah, could have charged like four bucks. So that's that's when you say it used to be mathematical. Like yes and no, it's more just like being able to read numbers gotcha. from left left to right. So math core wasn't really <laughs> where I was going. So that's that's a that's a hustle that I'm going to end on for this episode. So I was hustling back then, and my mum didn't did know about it, so I made her oh, proud. Well, there you go. Very interesting. All right, thank you guys for listening. We'll wrap it up there, and we'll see you guys next week for episode 49, 50 coming in soon. Ooh. The big old five oh, we're getting old. We'll do something special. We'll have yeah. more than GB and AJ. <laughs> Bye everyone. <laughs> see ya.